Hey, hey, everybody. This is your host, Sophia Nelson, and happy autumn, happy October. As you know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and so huge part of self-care. And ladies, this isn't just for us. I have a lifelong friend who is a man in his early 50s who has breast cancer. So men, check yourselves too, because you're not immune from this disease. We're going to talk today about the courage to change as we in the last three months of 2023. I want to emphasize every week that we have a podcast, whether it's with me or with a guest, I want you to focus on changing you. This podcast today is dedicated to those brave, courageous souls out there who have the courage to change your life and get the life that you want and the life that you've dreamed of, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've been through, no matter where you may find yourself right now, I want you to know that when you change you, everything else changes with it. Let's talk about it. Okay, so I'm back, and this is not going to be a long podcast today. My goal over the next three months, the next few weeks of October into November and then into the holidays, is to really give you many podcast masterclasses that really give you some tools, really give you something to think about. We're going to take a concept, and we're going to work you through that. And then at the end of the year, as we head towards the new year, I will go through again the 21 life lessons I learned taking care of everyone but me. 2023 has been a difficult year, not just for me, but for many of you. I hear from you on the comments to the podcast, or you send me emails, or you hit me on social media. And thank you for that. And thank you for continuing to keep Be the One You Need as a best selling book throughout its first year. Uh, the audio book has done very, very well, and so have the ebook. So thank you for that. I'm excited to announce that in the spring of 2025, tentatively, we will have a companion journal to be the one you need. And uh, I will have a renowned healer therapist that will be joining me uh, in this workbook so that What you get won't just be me sharing life lessons and my thoughts, but someone who is actually a licensed, trained therapist and healer who does energy work and does all that life integration, mental health and wellness, soul, body, mind, and you will get it all in one place. And we're going to inspire you. We're going to help you to uh, get the tools you need to do more work on yourself but also to work through and heal from traumas and some of the other things that I raise in the book that I'm not equipped to give you that psychological advice on or that uh, advice that extends beyond just me as an author uh, trying to share from my own journey to give you some insights into things that might help you on yours. Sometimes we need to go to the next level, or as I love to say, dig deeper. We're going to dig deeper over these next few months that we have less. As we end 2023, we need to shift now into our next year, shift now into our next year. Um, It will be here before you know it. I have a birthday the first week of January. It always hits me fast and hard and I want to catch my breath this year and I want to kind of glide into it uh, as I am now heading into my later 50s and, um, you know, 
about to be just a few years away from the big 6-0, I really am thinking a lot about what I want with the rest of my life, what I need and how I'm feeling. And that's where I want to start today. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, the three questions I just raised, because if you want to change, if you don't like the way your life is right now, if you don't feel good about where you are or you feel like your marriage is not working and you've done all you can or you're frustrated with where your kids are or you're frustrated with where your career is or is not, you really wanted to go back and get that degree. But time after time, something comes up, a parent is sick, a child is sick, you had to help your spouse do this, or you had to move or whatever it was that came up. And it keeps robbing you of what you want. And what happens when we continually pour out on everyone but self is a couple of things. Number one, it depresses us. It, it really destroys our spirit. Because the purpose of life is a life of purpose. It's about living. The second thing that it does is, is that it causes deep resentment that we don't even know we have. It, it starts to eat away little by little. It shows up in the way we engage with those that we actually love and care for. But we feel like, why am I constantly being subject to doing things and to having to give up parts of myself to constantly tend to someone else's needs, which is why I wrote the book in the first place, right? Because I was living that and living that and it takes a toll on you. So what I want us to do in these next few months that we have together, folks, is I really want us to dig deeper about change because what I've learned, and it is just true, is that when Sophia changes Sophia, when Sophia works on herself, when Sophia takes care of herself, just in little ways, tiny ways, they don't have to be big. When I am consistent with my self-care, when I am consistent with my boundaries, when I am consistent with my love of myself and not being selfish, not being arrogant, not being an idol, but I'm talking about really taking care of you. When you do that, everyone starts to pay attention because you've now shifted away from your dysfunctional, toxic, unhealthy, codependent behaviors that you've been walking in your whole life and probably didn't even know it. But you will begin to feel better. Your body begins to feel better. Everything about you begins to feel better. So I want to just encourage you that whatever you're frustrated about right now, remember the old saying, ships don't sink because of the water that's around them. Ships sink because of the water that gets into them. So what I want to encourage you to do today is to stop allowing the water of everybody else's turbulence, storms, and drama to sink your ship, to get into your soul, to your heart, to, to your spirit, because it will drown you. And trust and believe that the people who depend on you and take from you all the time, if you were to drop tomorrow, they might be sad, maybe. That's questionable in some cases, but let's say they are. They will find a way to go on because people always do. So you are not indispensable to anyone other than yourself. Let's dig deeper with the three questions. Let's start this at the top. Number one, what do I want? If you are not asking yourself that question, my friends, you can forget about ever turning the corner because unless and until we ask ourselves the hard question of 
What is it that you want from your life? What is it that you want from your career? What is it that you want from your marriage? Or do you want to be married? Your relationship from the people in your family, from the people that you're connected to, from your friendships. What do you want? You've got to answer that question. And yes, it's an evolving question because nothing is static in life. Nothing stays the same. We have to constantly be growing and changing. But if you don't know what your core needs are, which is the second question, what do I need? Needs and wants are different. I've said this to you over and over, but you've got to get in your spirit this self-conversation, this self-silence of sitting with you every day, not once in a while, not twice a year, not when you go on vacation, but digging deeper with you and saying, what do you want? Because that's where the ache comes from. That's where the unhappiness sits. That's where the, the restlessness is. That's why you're not doing good in your marriage or with your relationships or in your career because you're not living the life you want. You have never even asked yourself what you want. And then you've got to deal with needs. What do you need? There are things I need that I've been neglecting. All of us needs love. All of us needs connection. All of us needs touch. All of us needs to be kissed. All of us needs to laugh. All of us needs to dance. All of us needs to have some rest and respite and joy. We all need that. And if you're not getting that, you're not living. The third thing, how am I feeling? Ask that question a lot because we know that there is a loneliness epidemic in the United States and around the world. It is real. We know there's a suicide epidemic. If you missed last month's podcast, I talked about suicide and how we can work together as a community and families to prevent it and to help and to care. How am I feeling? That's also a physical component. Is your body in good health? Are you exercising? Are you taking care of you? You know, I've been watching this fabulous series on Netflix titled um, The Blue Zones. And I actually bought the book and I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Life-changing. If you have not watched The Blue Zone yet on Netflix, watch it. It is a great, great four-part series of a man who goes on a journey. I forget the author's name, but he's been around a long time. He's in the Guinness Book of World Records for riding his bike around the world. He's been doing work on human beings and longevity and living a good life, a healthy life for decades with cities and countries around the world, Greg something or other, can't remember his name, but just look up the Blue Zones and watch it. And then buy the book. Because I tell you what, if you want to live a long life, he studied cultures where that happens. One of the places is Okinawa, Japan. Another place is uh, Icarus in Greece. Another place is Sardinia in Italy. And then there's a also places down in South America. So he goes to like five or six places that people live to be a hundred routinely. They don't have dementia. They don't have hypertension or diabetes or any of the bad things we do here. And they're not on a bunch of medications like too many of us are here. And so I was taking some notes the other day and there's a theme that runs through each one of these countries and you can't miss it. The biggest one that I saw is connection. The people in these countries and these communities are intentionally connected to their families. They spend quality time. They don't work 24-7. They're not on phones 24-7. They are committed to family. 
They are committed to community. They take care of their elderly. They don't put them in homes and lock them off and let them die alone. They keep them close by. Maybe they don't have them living in the house, but they live next door down the street. And they, they, they tend to them. They engage them. They learn from their wisdom. They practice a living set of values and virtues. They have connected activities like they dance, they hike, they build, they do, they plant gardens, they eat together, they fellowship. So that connection piece is a huge piece that we're missing here in the United States because we do do too much alone now. We, particularly post-COVID and during COVID, a lot of people were by themselves and it did a lot of emotional trauma. So connectivity is huge. I want you to really focus on the next three months about being better connected to the people you love and spending time and being with people, like I say in the book, go where the love is, go where you're wanted. The next thing is the way they eat is different. It's not sugars. It's not sodas. It's not fast food. It is vegetarian, plant-based diets with protein from beans and other things in addition to limited quantities of meat. It's smaller portions. It's doing all the things you do that make common sense about how your body processes and, and how you feed yourself only when you're hungry. You don't just eat to gorge yourself or drink all the time, but having good wine is a staple throughout all the cultures. But again, doing it in a way that's connected. They're connected to their food and they're in control of their food. It's not the other way around. And I think the third part that I thought was really important was movement. Not running, not jogging, not, you know, getting on the Peloton or the treadmill. You can do those things, but none of those things is going to add a second to your life. The science proves this. What does add to your life is movement, fluid movements. The women in the cultures in Nicaragua, for example, who are grinding corn and still picking and gardening and they make the food and the men who chop and fish, they're 100 years old and they still can do this stuff. They still have their mental acuity because they are doing, they're moving, but they're moving intentionally with a purpose. So they're connected. Everything about their wellness gets back to a faith center. They, they pray, they sit, they meditate. They drink their teas or their coffees and they do it with that, say la vie. They do it with that, you know, that uh, they let go. They say goodbye to things that aren't good for them. They don't hold on to the past. They, they learn, they shift, they connect. That is so important. And I say all that to say on today's podcast, if you want to change your life, you've got to start ingesting and digesting things that will help you to grow, that will help you to be better, that will help you to help others by the model that you show. Remember, we teach people how to treat us. We teach people how to treat us by how we treat ourselves. How are you treating yourself? I know that I've taught a lot of people in my life really bad things and I'm breaking them of those things now and they don't like it and they will push back and they will get angry because if you've been the bank account, you need to still be that. If you've been always there for everybody, but when you need something, they're not there, they expect it. I have some, I love the people in my life, but I am really learning to stay away from some of my family members. I've said this, I'm very candid about it. They're not healthy people, but it's not my job to be their judge and their jury. It's not my job to change them. 
And I need you to hear that because some of you are dealing with that and you are so stuck and you are so tethered and you feel so guilty and you feel like you got to fix and you got to change and you got to correct. And the truth is you don't have to do any of that. These are grown people. Let them figure out their lives for themselves. Be good, be kind within your boundaries. Do what you can, but know that you don't owe anybody anything and you don't owe anybody your life. And so I'm understanding now that I need things. There's that need word that, 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 that I want things that how I feel matters. And that's where I'm going to end today. Nothing long, nothing big. I'm setting the table for change. If 2023 was not the year you wanted, it was most certainly not the year I wanted. I had my life completely overtaken by other people's health, emotions. There was a death in the family of my maternal grandmother who was not sick and we didn't expect her to pass away. Yes, she was in her 90s, but she was healthy. She just laid down and went to sleep and didn't wake up. She lived in California. It meant big disruption, had to pay for plane tickets to California, accommodations, had to stay, had to do things, had to help with funeral costs and things like that. It is the unexpected will always happen in our lives. You can always expect the unexpected, but you are not there to bear it alone. You are not there to constantly be the go-to for people you cannot go to. Please hear me when I say that. Recognize when people are being cruel and unkind to you and stop engaging them. Stop trying to change people. Stop trying to tell people what you need when they're not listening. Stop trying to beg people to see you for your goodness or or your kindness. If they don't see it and they don't get it, baby, nothing you're going to do is ever going to make them get it. Because the problem is not with you. It is with them. And people that don't do the work on self, don't miss this. People that don't do the work on self, they will never grow and they will never change and they will never be able to meet you when you are in the process of changing your life. I want to end um, thinking about my friend Tina Moore who passed away very suddenly a couple weeks ago now. Uh, Tina was a Texan uh, from Little Rock, Arkansas. I had the pleasure of meeting Tina uh, back when the Woman Code came out and we were friends for a decade. One of the most funny, kind, engaging women I know, always checking on people, always good. Tina had cancer and she was fighting it on and off for a long time. She was in remission, just a woman in her very early 60s. She had lost both her parents and her brother and she would divorced some years ago, did not have children, and she was pretty much on her own, except for her friends. And friends she had, and friends who checked on her, and friends who loved her. And when she passed, um, there were the women who showed up. It reminded me, it's Sunday, and we're all thinking about Israel today, and the horrible attacks on Israel. And it reminded me of Jesus in the tomb. And the women that went to the tomb after Jesus was hung on the cross and put to death and he goes to the tomb and, and they, they tended to his body. First, they wrapped him for burial when they put him in the tomb, but then they went to, to tend to him and then they discovered he wasn't there. And, and I thought about the women. Celebrate the women in your life, men, ladies, daughters, sisters, aunts, 
mothers, grandmothers, friends, because women are extraordinary beings. And I'm just grateful for women today. And the women who made sure Tina had a good send off, who made sure she had flowers, who made sure she had all the things she loved, good music. Uh, thank you to the Potter's House in Dallas for hosting the service and to Pastor Renee Warrenbuckle and others, but mostly to my good, good friend, Shawnee Young, um, and her mom and others who, when Tina was here and had needs, checked on her, made sure she was okay. I live here in Virginia. I couldn't get to Texas as much as I like, but I made sure that if I couldn't physically be present to make sure Tina was okay, it's one thing to text, it's one thing to call, but again, we need physical touch, we need physical care, we need tending to, we need love. Thank you to those sisters who took care of Tina. I'm grateful to you, and I'm grateful now that I know Tina's in a better place, and she's reunited with her mom and her dad and her brother, and she's healthy and young, and we'll see her again. So take care of you. And in the process of making yourself stronger, yourself happier and wholer and healthier and just better, you will then be able to give more. You'll be able to give more from a healthy place, not a broken place, from a, a place of freedom and not a place of responsibility and guilt. You'll be able to be the one you need and then also be a little bit of what others need too. And that, when all is said and done, is the goal. Again, keeping... The people of Israel in our thoughts and prayers today, deep thoughts and prayers, hoping that wiser heads prevail on the diplomatic stage internationally and that we can come up with a ceasefire and a peace because innocent life is being lost heinously so, terribly so. It's unthinkable. And then to the people in the Gaza Strip, the Palestinians, my thoughts are with you. The innocent people who are not a part of Hamas or Hezbollah, who don't engage in terror, who are just regular moms and dads and grandmoms and children living their lives. And they too will be victims of this terrible, terrible act and this violence. God help us. I'm praying for Ukraine and its people. And I'm praying for the leaders of the world to learn from the mistakes of the past and to shut this aggression and this evil and this totalitarianism and terror down. We can do better. We can do better by each other and we can help each other and it doesn't have to be this way. That's my prayer on this Sunday, on this October 8th, 2023. Tomorrow is a national holiday in the United States. I hope you enjoy the day off. God bless you until we meet again. Be the one you need. Bye-bye now.